United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Let's turn our attention now to Tom Sheehy, a distinguished fellow in the United States Institute of Peace's Africa Center. He examines the role of China in Africa and supports the work to strengthen the Sud Institute, a research organization in South Sudan that promotes national reconciliation. He joins us now. Tom, welcome. How are you? I'm great, Laura. Thank you. There's a lot to consider right now. There are um, a, a number of issues, particularly as it relates to critical minerals in Africa and the U.S. infrastructure project in the Lobito Corridor that spans, I believe, Zambia, Angola, and the Democratic Republic of Congo. Tell me a little bit about this, um, these infrastructure projects that are happening right now. Sure. Over the last couple of years, there's been growing attention here in Washington uh, towards African critical minerals. So th- this uh, is a result of the energy transition and the need for or the projections of, of uh, massively growing demand for critical minerals. And, and Africa is one place that has critical minerals. And so there's been a real push by the Biden administration to look at Africa and, and see what can be done to to assist U.S. and other Western mining companies to uh, get involved in these mining sectors. Uh, traditionally, U.S. companies have not operated in, in the African mining sector, and and so there's an effort to really encourage them to do so. And the biggest detriment to mining in Africa is a lack of infrastructure, uh, power and rail. And so that's the that's why there's the attention on this libido project. What are you defining as critical minerals? We're on the same page. Sure. Well, there's a, there's an official list of, of fifty minerals that the U.S. government designates. These are minerals, uh, you've heard of, of many of them, copper, graphite, lithium, nickel. They're essential to our economy, uh, particularly uh, they go into consumer electronics. They're also very important to our defense industrial base. And so there's uh, these have been identified. Now, this list evolves, and, and what's important today uh, for your iPhone may not be important in, in five years, 10 years. And so the uh, the market is very dynamic, but the government makes an attempt to identify what does our economy and our national security depend on? And uh, increasingly, we're looking towards Africa to to satisfy some of this demand. In terms of national security in particular, bridge that gap for people who might not realize between these critical minerals and these infrastructure projects and the impact on the United States and national security. Sure. Well, national security is a pretty broad term, and, and there's all elements of national security, and certainly all our technologies, our electronics, uh, which are so essential to our defense, many of those um, uh, inputs are, are sourced in Africa. Some of these inputs actually go directly to, to what you might more commonly associate with our defense industrial base and, and to airplane, air, uh, jitter, uh, jet fighter airframes and, and weaponry and so forth. So it's the, the full range in the modern economy. Nothing works without these critical minerals. And and particularly during COVID, you saw real concerns of, about our dependence on, on China. Uh, over the last 20, 30 years, China has really established a dominant position in many of these critical minerals. And, and so Africa is a seen as a, a continent, uh, as a place where we can start very slowly uh, to, to uh, move away from our over-dependence on China for critical minerals. So... Talk me about this Lubito Corridor in particular. I know it spans Zambia, Angola, 
Democratic Republic of Congo as well. But a U.S. infrastructure project in this corridor is pretty significant. It's it's very significant. And, and so traditionally, the U.S. has not been big on building infrastructure in Africa. We we have many aid programs in Africa, but they've been mainly focused on improving education and health uh, and so forth. And, and infrastructure is just not something the U.S. has done. Now, China has done infrastructure, and, and you've heard of the Belt and Road Initiative, which has been at work for 20 years, and, and that's all about building port and rail. And so two of the most critically, uh, most uh, rich countries in, in terms of critical minerals are the Democratic Republic of Congo and Zambia, and they're right in the middle of, of the African continent. And, and so it's a real challenge to move cobalt and copper uh, to export markets. It, it requires shipping them uh, hundreds of miles uh, to seaports. And, and so right now, those links are, are just very poorly developed. They rely on on uh, trucks and, and very unreliable roads. And so this is an effort to, to build a rail infrastructure that would ship the uh, the critical minerals directly to a, a port called Libito on the Angolan coast uh, of the Atlantic. And so uh, it, it's a it's a big, big endeavor. The, the U.S. doesn't typically do this. And so it, it's a it's a project that's going to take a lot of time, energy and resources. And the resources in particular, where, where is the funding apparatus? Well, um, it's a private-public partnership. And, and so the U.S. government, through something called the Development Finance Corporation, is, is taking a, a, a position, a lending uh, for some of this project. But it's also mainly uh, devised to attract foreign investment. And so there, uh, there are private investors, partners, uh, folks in, involved in the min uh, critical minerals industry who are investing in this in the hopes it can be a viable railway and be economically uh, viable to to ship these critical minerals uh, abroad and, and export them. And, and so it's it's a bit of a risk. It, it's a new adventure. But I think it's it's worth the effort, just given the importance of critical minerals to U.S. national security. Where does Europe come into this? Are they also um, as interested and invested as the United States in investing in America's mining, I mean, Africa's mining sector? Absolutely, Laura. And, and you're seeing a greater partnerships between the U.S. and European countries. And so a libido corridor involves a, a Portuguese company. Uh, there's other multinational uh, development banks in, involved in this effort. And so the U.S. realizes that uh, we need to partner. And so there's also something called the uh, Mineral Security Partnership, which brings together 20 countries who, who are concerned about diversifying their supply chains and it involves Canada and the European countries and Australia who have common values, want to see uh, mining done, but also want to see it done in a way that that benefits African countries. Because if African countries don't benefit from this, it, it's not going to work and uh, it could actually bring about uh, conflict and, and other very negative developments. This is really interesting to, to think about this. It's not often talked about. I'm glad you stopped by the show to give us all we need to know. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I know it's very nuanced. You're welcome, Laura. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.